0: Paul.
1: much too strong to let it go now We meet every day
2: at the same cafe 6.30 And no one knows you
1: Much too strong to let it go now.
3: Well, it's time for us to believe in. it hurts so
1: much, it hurts so much inside. Now she'll go home.
0: So the good news is that uh, you are not alone in this fight, and secondly, that you can draw upon the spiritual resources of the Catholic Church in order to do this. Now, if you're not a Catholic, uh, I suggest that you become a Catholic because this is the force of logos in human history. You will not be able to control your own passions on your own. I think this is the, the 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 gist of human history. If you want to go back. Uh, to a situation that, where I think it becomes evident. Go to read uh, Greek tragedy. Of human history. If you want to go back, these are people who understood uh, the necessity of uh, controlling the passions and at the same time they were incapable of doing it. These are people who understood uh, the necessity of uh, controlling the passions. So Sigmund Freud would say all men have a desire with their mothers and their sisters. All men, Sigma? You have two options in life. You can either conform your desires to the truth or you can conform the truth to your desires. As a Christian, I have to accept the scriptures as normative. St. Paul in 1 Thessalonians 2 says, the Jews are the people that killed Christ and they are enemies of the entire human race. Like a new genesis and this, this new genesis is situated within the purview of greek philosophy so god understands uh your efforts and he in many ways approves of your efforts let me give there's an example that I thought of when I was talking about western culture Uh, portrait painting did not flourish among the Aztecs portrait painting did not flourish among
1: Just like Mike, looking for a bright light. Seagull with your life, like riding on a white bike, feeling like a sight bike. Pressing on the gas, supernova for a night light. Dreaming at my dad, and he told me it ain't Christ like, but nobody never tell you when you're being like Christ. Only ever seeing me, only when they need me. Like if Tyler Perry made a movie for me. B- Searching for a deity, yeah. now you wanna see it free. Now you wanna see it free. Yeah. Let you see it through your peace. Yeah. Tell me what your life like, yeah. turn it down a bright light. Driving with my, my dad, and he told you. me it ain't Christ-like. I'm just trying to find, yeah. I've been looking for a new way. Yeah. I'm just really trying not yeah. to really do the full way. I don't have a cool way, yeah. being on my best though. Yeah. Lock up on a text though. Yeah. Nothing else next, though. Not another Mom, word, let a picture you. or a desmo. Wrestling with God, I don't really wanna wrestle. So. Man, it's really life like everything you. in my life. Arguing with my dad, and yeah. he said it ain't Christ-like. Yeah. Man, yeah. yeah, yeah, You know it's like Yeah. Somebody only close, you yeah. can get you like off yeah. your I be on my yeah. I woke up this morning, yeah. I said my prayers. Yeah. I'm all doing good. I try to talk Just to my, my dad. Hands. Get him some advice. He starts spazzing on yeah. me. I start spazzing yeah. back. He said it ain't Christ like yeah. I said, ah. Grow. Get up, this little soldier, man. What's going on? you gon' believe who I seen last night, man. Tisha. You had one diss you last year. What? Man, she was bugging for your number, kid. You lying. Remember back then, she ain't want you. Now you're hot, they all on you. Back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot, they all on me. Back then, they didn't want me. Said, <laughs> said, back then they didn't tell them hot they all own me back then they didn't wanna back then they didn't wanna tell them hot they all own me back then they didn't wanna back then they didn't wanna tell them hot they all own me back then they didn't tell them hot they all women Before I came up in the game nobody showed me love They seen me in the club and used to treat me like a scrub they wouldn't holler cause my dollars wasn't swollen up. I bet they changed their mind when 84s come rolling up. They see that I'm a star. Now they wanna sit in my car. Now they wanna count my D's. Roll with me in Candy Car. Now they used to love to diss me. Now they rush to hug and kiss me. Now they telling all their friends when I leave how they miss me. Now 281 330 8004 downs up on the low cause my downs about to blow before the ice was in my oh i got my major did he doesn't give a damn if I was here shield I said before the ice was in my grill oh I got my major did he doesn't give a damn if I was here shield I said before the ice was in my grill oh I got my major did doesn't give a damn if I was here shield the
4: Ave Christus Rex.
0: America is now one big gay disco. Yes, yes, I that's am not, That's not evil, being hostile to all mankind and subversive is not evil. One
1: big gay
0: disco. Well, I have to say that because St. Paul said the Jews are enemies of the entire human race. They are. What do you think of Jordan Peterson? Uh, did you see the video about where he said I can't do it? One big gay disco. Adam, I'm trying to do you a favor. You're fighting for the gay disco. Don't make your ignorance normative for the rest Die of it. For the gay
3: disco. Don't, don't use those mm-hmm. kinds of slurs You're on the- fighting for the gay disco.
0: What, are There are no slurs here. Die for- Is America. America is a one day gay disco. Definitely, our most requested guest, uh, Dr. E. Michael Jones, a man who needs no introduction. I mean, it is. That's what they—that's what they pay the Rockefeller Foundations to. Do. You're not supposed to know what I just told you. One big gay
3: disco. They didn't know about this. They didn't know mm-hmm. what we know now. Is there any argument you can
0: use to wake them up? Yeah, I think uh, God had a plan for your life.
2: Well, you'd be jerking off every curvy piece of
3: driftwood you saw at the beach. fight the people who
0: don't like disco. Maybe uh, you would. And you're consistently refusing to talk about pornography. Uh, Pete Buttigieg yes. seems to be the exhibit A of that process. Yes, yes. Because you think that the anus is a sex organ, don't you, Pete? One day, disco. disco. Richard Spencer hands out Spears and he says, charge the machine gun nest." Dr. Jones. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Not all of the heads of the Federal Reserve were Jews, but after a certain period of time, uh, that seemed to be the case.
5: All right. Video. Hello, hello. Welcome. I guess... Hey, everybody. My name's uh, Mike Bajakis. I uh, run Dr. Jones' media. Um, Welcome. Hello. I guess, well, thanks, gangs guys, for having us on Cozy. Um, We've been doing Telegram chats uh, for the past 18 weeks. Um, They've been real successful. They're every uh, Friday at 5 Eastern Standard Time. Um, And uh, it's kind of a a call-in show. So if you guys want to talk to Dr. Jones after his little speech, there's a... uh, links in the chat. You can click. You can join our tel- uh, Telegram chat, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll take your questions. Um, anyways, uh, I guess I guess that's that's all I got. Just a quick announcement: new platform. There's the chat. And doc- Dr. Jones, uh, what do you have for us today?
0: Well, first of all, we're excited to be on Cozy. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Nick Fuentes for allowing this to come on his platform. Uh, he just did a great uh, video on the whole Kanye. Kyrie Irving's uh, story, uh, good analysis of what's going on. We're hoping to reach a a whole new group of people here. Uh, And uh, we're just going to start talking today about what happened last week, which is basically about the uh, election. Uh, We will open the discussion up after I give my little piece, and we'll have a discussion about what happened here. So, this is what I wrote. It's going to be in an article that will appear in the next issue of Culture Wars. Just a short couple paragraphs. The November midterm elections were a disaster for both the Republican Party and the Right to Life movement. In Michigan, Proposition 3 passed enshrining the right to abortion forever in the state's constitution. In Pennsylvania, the Republican candidate for the Senate seat lost to a brain-damaged Democrat who had trouble putting two coherent sentences together in a nationally televised debate. The Republican candidate for governor lost to a Jew from Harrisburg who bragged about his attacks on the Catholic Church while serving as district attorney there, and this in a state where the Catholics always provide the swing vote and the Jews are such an insignificant minority that they couldn't get one of their co religionists elected dog catcher in Scranton. How did this happen? It happened because abortion is not only a fundamental Jewish value, which 140 Jewish organizations announced in the wake of the overturning of Roe versus Wade, it's also the Jewish sacrament of initiation into the real Jewish religion, which is the worship of Moloch, the God who demands child sacrifice of his devotees. How did this happen? I'm from Pennsylvania. I grew up in Philadelphia. During the 1960s, I attended a high school run by the Christian Brothers, LaSalle College High School, uh, in the suburbs, uh, which were at that point full of all Catholic, uh, all-girl Catholic academies, all run by orders of nuns, who over the course of the 1960s and 70s, all became feminists. After that happened, the Catholic girls became sexually liberated. After that happened, the Catholic girls became pregnant. After that happened, many of those Catholic girls procured abortions. At this point, all of the Catholic women who refused to repent for their abortions became Jews. We know that because they started acting like Jews. And we know that they started acting like Jews because they va- began to vote like Jews on the issue of abortion. That, in a nutshell, explains how Josh Shapiro could get elected governor in a state that has many more Catholics than it has Jews. This demographic demographic fact often gets hidden behind the label white suburban housewife or Karen or other terms, but the crucial demographic fact is that Catholic women vote like Jews after they abort their children and refuse to repent. The Democratic Party provides a political anodyne to the guilt these women feel and these women expressed their added gratitude by electing Jews like Shapiro to office. Unless the Right to Life movement wakes up to the hidden ethnic, moral, and religious grammar behind abortion politics, they will continue to lose anything they could have gained after Roe got overturned. Don't expect the other Shapiro to lead this crusade because ethnic blood runs thicker than pro-life water. Ben Shapiro's mission was to distract the Goyim in South Bend from the fact that abortion is a fundamental Jewish value. Dragooning gullible pro-lifers into fighting anti-Semitism is the best way to sabotage the Right to Life movement because the campaign against anti-Semitism is the main source of Jewish power in this country. And the main effect of Jewish power is the Jewish sacrament of abortion, which turns unrepentant Catholic women into ferocious worshipers of Moloch. That's the domestic situation. The uh, foreign policy situation is dominated by two uh, issues right now. The one is the war in the Ukraine. The Republicans provided no alternative whatsoever to the Democrat support, the Democrat-funded war in the Ukraine. No support, no difference whatsoever between the two parties. There was not a hint of the idea of America First, which got Trump uh, elected in 2020. Uh, a cornerstone of America First is opposition to foreign wars. The other uh, situation that is dominating our foreign policy at this moment is the situation in Iran. And that's what we're witnessing there is a CIA orchestrated coup d'etat that is attempting to bring down the uh, Iranian government by using women as uh, the CIA's proxy warriors. This is very, it's exactly analogous to the situation in America. Women whose reproductive powers have been suppressed by abortion and contraception are now being mobilized as revolutionaries by the CIA in Iran and the Democratic Party in America. And until the Republican Party and the Right to Life movement wake up to that fact, they are going to continue to lose elections. That's my spiel let's hear what you have to say
5: all right everyone um for those who don't know people who are new on cozy uh like i said before it's calling chat so i, I posted the uh, chat link in the description and uh, you guys can jump in make sure it's subscribed. emj live chat uh also known as logos discourse that's what it was called we changed the name we kind of rebranded a bit so it'd be easier for people to find um For those who don't know, uh, we're going to open up for questions right now. Uh, First thing we'll do is uh, call on anyone who's raising their hand. And then near the end, we're going to read off questions from the chat. And uh, try to keep it to one question. uh, Be respectful of time. And uh, roughly stay on subject. Also, if I click you, unmute you, you got to unmute yourself. All right. Here we go. To the telegram chat. Um, And... do go ahead, Dr.
0: Jones. Ask Dr. Jones your question. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can.
2: Hey, Dr. Jones. Uh, thank you for taking my question. Um, this is not super related to the talk itself, but I was curious um, you know, because it's no nut November and everything, and um, a lot of men around the world are retaining their seed during this month and abstaining from pornography and masturbation. Um, one thing I've noticed from my own personal experience and also talking with others is that when men retain their seat, it seems like um, they become more masculine, more aggressive. Um, it seems like they just have more energy, more life force in them. I was curious how much of this is a reason for why um, the Jews want us to watch pornography and uh, ejaculate without any sort of constraint whatsoever.
0: Yeah, you're, you're. That's exactly right. That's exactly the point here. Uh, it's first of all, it's uh, we're talking about a spiritual issue. It's uh, lust. We're talking about lust. We're talking about acting on these temptations to lust, and the um, main uh, consequence of lust uh, is uh, the mind gets darkened. Now, uh, I've had I've had a, a personal experience of this recently. Uh, I don't know whether the situation has changed, but uh, I would people would send me links on Twitter, and I'd go and follow the links, and suddenly, hey, I'm watching pornography. I didn't know uh, this was going on here. I didn't look for this. It just comes. I it, they, I got commandeered. It's all throughout some of these links. So what I found uh, uh, substantiated what Aquinas just said. So I'm trying to figure something out by going through these links and watching one comment or one video, and suddenly my mind is just blasted by this pornography. I am completely distracted. I am completely thrown off the trail and I lost my train of thought. That's exactly what happens here. That is exactly uh, the purpose of pornography. And I'm saying... It, it, I'm saying it happened to me, I didn't get involved in any sexual activity as a result of this, I didn't dwell on any of these things, I just it just hit me, it blindsided me, and it destroyed my train of thought. That's the first thing that happens to you, that's the main reason why, we, why the, the, uh, the Jews promote pornography, it, it destroys your ability to reason. The second thing it does is it divides the will. You get so confused that you can't make up your mind one way or the other. You lost your train of thought and all that other types of stuff. Now, this is all I'm saying without even talking about the issue of masturbation. That's purely just pornography, just the effect that pornography has. And when it leads to masturbation, you've, you increase the pernicious effect a uh, hundredfold. So that's why it's important uh, to... So, so um, um, I go uh, – so I'm getting – one of the things I'm getting is this uh, – the uh, tweets about No Nut uh, November, and they're talking about how hard it is to do this precisely by going on Twitter. Some, someone has to deal with it. I don't know whether Elon Musk is planning to deal with this or not. I, I know already that he's already capitulated to the ADL. Uh, and said he's going to enforce their ideas of hate speech. If he, uh, Shortly after that, he announced that Twitter was uh, running the danger of going bankrupt. Uh, there's a causal connection, Elon. Didn't you understand what's going on? Do you, don't you have a clue? Who are the people that are promoting pornography? It's the Jews. It's a Jewish operation from start to finish. That's what it was at the beginning, certainly at the crucial era when it got mainstreamed. Uh, beginning with the uh, introduction, with the uh, pawnbroker in 65, all the way up to Deep Throat, and all of the obscenity trials that went to the Supreme Court during that time. It was the Jews who promoted this. It was the Jews who uh, took over Palestinian TV stations and broadcast pornography to the Palestinians. These are the people, these are the main players in this thing. They are still the main players. And the flip side of pornography is hate speech. So when you have Jewish control of your culture, you will have people, uh, 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 platforms like, uh, like Twitter, banning legitimate discussion because the Jews don't like legitimate discussion and promoting pornography as a way of disrupting any type of thought and any type of coherent analysis of what's going on.
5: All right, thank you for that first question. Uh, next, Mighty Thor.
2: Go ahead and unmute. Okay, doc, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, great. My name is Alex. I'm a 52 year old San Francisco native and a lifelong Roman Catholic. 12 years of the best Roman Catholic schools here in San Francisco. Imagine my dismay to see women becoming promiscuous, you know, in, in our late teens and early twenties, I was kind of a self-righteous Catholic virgin until I was 26, very proud of that. Eventually I gave in. Okay. So couple of comments here no such thing as hate speech come after me for that and i will sue you for all your worth i don't think they'll ever change in america Uh, number two uh god what were you just talking about i'm sorry i was going to take notes here before you called on me
0: i was talking about pornography but before that i was talking about the sexual corruption of the catholic girls in places like pennsylvania so so freshman
2: year of high school brother clay freeman i'm an open book man uh writes on the blackboard i want you young men to understand the average male between the ages of 13 and 15 masturbates between three and seven times per week it's probably more like three and 30 times per week studies have shown if you don't you know stimulate the prostate in men the cervix in women that can lead to prostate cancer use it or lose it okay forget i said that in my opinion as a 52 year old man who is on testosterone replacement therapy, and I hope these younger guys listen to what I'm about to say. Um, there is really no such thing as aging. If you lift weights intensely, let's say you masturbate once a week hey, th- just th- to Thor. get the...
5: Th- you got a question real yeah? quick? We got, we got to respect the, the rules. Uh, you got a re- quick question?
2: Uh, I was just going to say, uh, why can we, this is uh, my opinion, why can we not in this country have a militant, fascistic, masculine roman catholic patriarchy that's what i want i'm disgusted by feminism and this reform jewish gay matriarchy we are living under that's my question why can we not have that why can men not say hey we're in charge women you're innately submissive five four on average 50 pounds lighter you are weak respect manhood we created everything in western civilization and you owe us this that's my uh and I'm going to watch your show regularly, Doc, and I'll Thank you. comment as often Thank you. as I can. Thanks, guys. I,
0: I, Thanks. I talked about precisely this period in Philadelphia, except for me, uh, the the uh, it was the late the late 60s when I noticed uh, the, the, be, the change in the behavior of the girls that went to these Catholic schools. And then, of course, I ended up at St. Mary's, which was run by another religious order, and that was at the end of the 70s. And by that time, feminism had uh, taken over. So if you're asking me why the church can't Be effective. uh, It's because of the Jewish control of the church right now. Uh, The uh, let let me give you a graphic example. Okay, if anyone uh, at any parish basically comes uh, to the pastor and says, "Uh, "You know, Father, I think we should invite E. Michael Jones uh, to give a speech here. Maybe on beauty. He just wrote a book on beauty." okay? That's the opening line. What will that pastor do? I will in, he will invariably do this. Uh, he'll go to the Google, he'll Google my name, and the first thing that will come up will be the ADL's attack on me. Well, maybe that's an exception, so I'll go to the second, and the second will be the SPLC attack on me. Now, what you're saying here is, uh, this is a grievous offense against Catholic unity, because what you're saying here is that the, not just Jews, not just any Jews, this this uh, this fa- this what well, I'm lost for words here, this predatory Jewish organization known as the A.D.L. that that Jews now are having, can't stand. There's a, an article I could talk about in that regard. Uh, now has uh, uh, the, the determ- determines whether I am a Catholic in good standing. Now, how can the church have any type of movement? How can the church have any type of independence? How can the Catholic Church have any effect, serious effect, on the culture if it's constantly being controlled by Jewish commissars who are working for the exact opposite of what the church stands for, namely... Abortion and pornography and gay marriage and wars in the Middle East and all the things we have talked about. That is the main, to answer your question, that's the main reason why the Catholic Church can't mobilize uh, a, a, a kind of militant response to cultural degradation. Those people, all of those things, if it's pornography, it weakens the men. If it's abortion, it weakens the women. These are all weapons against the Catholic population. Uh, to destroy them, uh, weaken them and and destroy the ability of the church to have any positive effect on America American culture or culture throughout the world.
5: All right uh, next, Amy Smith. floor is yours. Don't forget to unmute. Amy Smith.
4: Sorry, trying. There. so um I have my I put my kids in this classical Catholic school and a lot of traditional people really good uh, Catholic centered life of the teachers and everything, but you know her theology teacher is a Jewish supremacist he says that Jews are more intelligent and um, that you know I, I heard from another religion teacher that they shouldn't proselytize or you know that jews can go to heaven and all that kind of thing not with caveats or anything not like if they're really good and everything so this is even the kind of strong conservative catholics have are indoctrinated by jewish supremacy so it's like really starting at the very bottom and if you can cheer me up on that i'd appreciate it thank you
0: yeah. This is, you just said what I just said. This is not a, a liberal or a conservative issue. It's across the board throughout the Catholic Church. Basically, the, I have uh, grandchildren who went to a Catholic uh, high school in Detroit, and not only did they, they all read *Night*. every single one of them had to read *Night*. This, this piece of fiction by Ailey Wiesel. Some of them read it twice, well, what type what type of Catholic education are you getting when the Jews control the flow of information? You're not getting it. This I'm telling you this is the fundamental problem in the Catholic Church right now. It's Jewish control of the church. It's now more overt than it's ever been because the Jesuits are now in control. Uh, at the Vatican, the Pope is a Jesuit, obviously. They're in control uh, at the Vatican. And, and uh, th- th- what is—I did a—it's what is, I, I uh, going to show up in bullets. I wrote it uh, uh, a meme. Uh, interfaith dialogue. Jews talking to Jesuits. That, that's the situation in the church right now. It's across the board. It's not a liberal or conservative issue. It's a cross-the-board issue. So let's go to some pl- place like uh, Site News LifeSite News tells us that we have to, uh, as conservative as the day is long, traditionalist, you name it, okay? And then you, they write that in order to be pro-life, you have to fight anti-Semitism. And so I protest and I said, basically, look, in the combox, box, I said, look, if you fight anti-Semitism, you are increasing Jewish power over our culture. If you increase Jewish power over our culture, you will increase abortion. So therefore, LifeSite News is promoting abortion. That got taken out within five seconds. Okay, but it's true. That's exactly the problem. Every single right-to-life movement. Uh, we watched this in South Bend, Indiana. You have to have a license from the Jews in order to be for life. And then when the Jew shows up to give you the talk, oh, by the way, he never mentioned the fact that 140 Jewish organizations uh, say that abortion is a fundamental Jewish value and that some Jews are saying if you're anti-abortion, you're anti-Semitic. When I brought it up to Ben Shapiro, who was the keynote speaker, he dismissed it. Oh, they're not real Jews. Well, Ben, who are you? You're the Jewish pope? You're going to excommunicate 140 Jewish organizations across the entire spectrum? That's not going to work. That doesn't work. This is I agree with those 140 Jewish organizations abortion is a fundamental Jewish value. I have to agree with what they're saying. They know what they believe, and this is what they believe. And that means in order to oppose abortion, we're going to have to oppose these Jewish groups. It's that simple. And if you don't, if you pretend that this is not the reality, well, you're going to lose. And you, and this is the beginning of the losing season here. Uh, it was inaugurated in Michigan where they lost. Uh, it's no coincidence that the the Jewish lesbian who uh, was behind the campaign for abortion uh, rigged rigged the question so that it was difficult to understand and also that you had to come up with a negative answer if you wanted to uh, be against abortion. Anyway, that's what I'm saying, saying the same thing. I agree with you.
4: Can I quickly just ask a follow-up? Is there a Catholic teaching about that, you know, no group is more intelligent or, you know, is, is that just... Is there
0: there a Catholic teaching on Jewish intelligence? No. That's not not magisterial. First of all, I have a three-word refutation of the myth of Jewish intelligence. It's Yuval Noah Harari. Okay, okay. the The world's smartest Jew. He makes Einstein look like a dunce by comparison. And he's in every bookstore. And read the second chapter uh, of uh, Logos rising, and you will uh, you will no longer believe in the myth of Jewish intelligence. Thank you. You're welcome.
5: All right, uh, next here, let's see. Um, Jakey, floor is yours.
0: Hey, Dr. Jones. Hello. Hello, uh, great to see you on Cozy. I think you've got 450 viewers. Yes, we're great. We're, we're, great. We're, we're cooking on, we're firing on all cylinders today. Great <laughs> great new audience. Just a quick question. What is your opinion on DeSantis versus Trump? On the what? DeSantis versus, versus Trump. DeSantis versus Trump. Okay, I'll, I'll give you an uh, inside a report. A friend gave a brilliant talk at... Uh, probably the most prestigious university uh, in America. And uh, all of the Catholic donors, big donors, were there for the big organization uh, uh, meeting, and they're all saying that Trump is a spent force and we're going to support DeSantis. Okay, there are—so uh, I'm just—who who cares what I think? These are the big Catholic uh, money men uh, who are politically involved in spending their money to promote ideas. And that's, that's what they're saying. Uh, they're saying—now, uh, there, there are issues here, uh, and now I'll get to what I think. Uh, the problem with both Trump and DeSantis uh, is that they are uh, both uh, Zionist when it comes to uh, foreign policy. We know that from Trump. Uh, Trump campaigned on America first— uh, got my vote because of that, and then got the vote of South uh, Indiana because of that, and he gets into office, and suddenly when it comes to foreign policy, the whole story is Israel first. I'm worried about the same thing when it comes to DeSantis. DeSantis is a valiant culture warrior. Took on uh, Disney. Took on the woke agenda. Woke uh, uh, Florida is a place where woke comes to die. That's great, but then he also... Uh, passed laws making it illegal to criticize the state of Israel on Florida university campuses. That's not a good sign. Okay, Florida does not have a foreign policy, but the United States of America does. And if DeSantis is now true to what I just said, we're going to have Trump 2.0. Uh, the other part of this issue is that I haven't heard DeSantis say one thing about America first. I haven't heard him say anything about uh, 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 revitalizing the uh, manufacturing base of America. I haven't heard any of that stuff from. So uh, that, that's my feeling. I think that the the elites are going to uh, dump Trump and they're going to try and promote DeSantis and then they're going to try and get him under control the same way they got Trump under control. Okay. Thanks a lot. You're Good welcome. Good luck with the channel. Thank you.
5: Okay. Um, next. Uh, Mihail... Michal? Michal. Michal. All yours.
6: Yes. Yes. Thank you. I am from Eastern Europe. That's, that's, why, uh, that's why my name is like this. Uh, I, I first want to say that I do respect you, e. Jones, Dr. E. Michael Jones, a lot. I've read some of your books. I do respect you a lot. I've uh, Well, quick. My question would be, what is your opinion on the Polish stance now in the Ukrainian war? What's your opinion on that? Uh, on the Polish attitude towards Russia, and also, what's your opinion on General Pilczukski intermarium? Uh, and there are now some some thoughts on revival. Okay. okay. You know, all that. Right. Well, but I. Th- but, uh, before, but- I just want to, to to say again that I do respect you a lot, and I'm a Byzantine Catholic. Also, maybe if you after this if you can uh, say some of your thoughts about us byzantine catholics if you if you have something to say okay also i follow you from Princi- principionomics there was some some croatian guy uh and and the serbian guy that you you talk to right uh, i would like i don't know i i do speak uh, uh, fluent english even though i am from eastern europe i would like to join some some of those podcasts maybe i i would i'm good also on um uh, on, on this international stuff here
0: in York. Okay, you uh, contact me at jones at culturewars.com and we'll see if we can arrange something with uh, Tony and Alexander, Thank you. the Croat and the Serbs. So uh, back, back to your question. Um, I, I, my book, uh, Libido Dominandi was translated into Polish. I went to Poland to do a book tour. Uh, the night of the before, the night we're heading toward the first venue Uh, The publisher's in the front seat, and he's getting phone calls every two minutes saying, cancel the book tour. Uh, The uh, 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 Polish paper has a big headline about me being an anti-Semite, there's gonna be big demonstrations, blah, blah, blah. So I went into the church there, this is Warsaw, went into the cathedral, said a prayer, came out, there's the chancellor, he says, don't worry, it's okay. And so we went ahead, and it was very successful. Walked into a hall full of people, uh, uh, after the talk, uh, talk I, uh, signed books, the Polish edition, uh, young couples would come up to me and say, we're going to get married, we're going to have children, blah, blah, blah. It was great because it was the, you know, the, here we are taking on the sexual revolution in Poland. Okay. Uh, went to, um, uh, Krakow, uh, having lunch with a European diplomat, uh, Polish diplomat, member of the European parliament. I said, uh, Two words, uh, Vladimir Putin, he, his fork was heading toward its mouth and it stopped at that point and he put his fork down. And then I said that those two words again, he got up and walked out without finishing his meal. So I, I understood there, there's something going on here. Uh, I was going to, I called it Russophobia. There is this ancestral feeling among Poles about Russians. It's the East-West divide and so on and so forth. I know you all had bad experiences during the Soviet occupation of Poland. I'm not trying to make excuses for that. But we have to be Christians, okay? And we have to be in contact with Logos and we have to forgive and forget. And there are Poles who simply will not do that. And the Ukraine has brought these people out of the woodwork. So people that were patting me on the back for putting an end to gay marriage in Poland, which is what people are saying that I did with the book in combination with the Polish Bishop's statement on gender ideology, are suddenly calling me uh, a Nazi uh, because I'm, uh, def- I'm saying uh, NATO is the aggressor here, and Russia has a right to defend itself and suddenly this Russophobia comes out out of nowhere. Now it's the dominant characteristic in Poland, as far as I can tell. Nobody's talking about the gay disco anymore. When I was there, that was a big topic of conversation. Everybody wanted to talk about it. That rainbow, uh, uh, literally a rainbow over the main street in in Warsaw had been burned to the ground by Polish patriots who understood that... uh, This gender, uh, homosexuality, was being used to undermine the Polish people. That has all disappeared, and it's all gone submerged in this huge flood of Russophobia. And the Poles have this fatal attraction. I don't know, what is it with the Poles? They listened to the English, and the English kept telling the Poles during, uh, during the 1930s, we'll hold your coat. And you can go beat up the Russians and the Germans simultaneously, but we'll hold your coat. Don't worry, we got your back. Well, that didn't work out well, did it? Uh, who's going to die for Danzig? Well, the English were not willing to die for Danzig, and a lot of Poles did die. Now, the difference between uh, – uh, so Pisunsky, the great hero of the, uh, the miracle on the Viswa, where uh, basically the Soviet army is ready to conquer all of Europe, and the only thing that stands in its way is Poland, and they're going to roll over it like a tank over a, 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 a bunny rabbit, uh, except that uh, Piłsudski attacks the, the Soviet army from the rear and has a huge victory that prevents the, basic, uh, the, the, the conquest of Europe. Saved Europe. The Poles saved Europe once again. It was like Vienna. Yeah. Okay, Vienna. The the Polish cavalry comes and saves Europe from the Turks. Now the Polish army. Now the Polish army saves Europe from the, the the communists. So then, what happens? Piłsudski could talk to Hitler. I'm a big believer in logos, and I believe we should talk to each other. And I believe it's a great sign that Piłsudski would talk to Hitler. But now we've got a situation where nobody's talking. We've all lost the logos here, and we're all caught up in this war fever, including the Poles. I can't see how this is going to work out well for the Poles. Are the Pol- Pe- uh, let, let me tell my Polish friend something. Do you want to know what it's like to have America as your friend? Well, look to the West and ask the Germans what it's like to be the best friends of the Americans. And ask the Germans how you feel. Is it cold enough yet for you in Germany? Because the Americans, with the collaboration of the Brits probably, just blew up your pipeline. This is what you get when you're friends with the Americans. This is why NATO is a bad idea. It should have been abolished in 1991. I I went through Poland, did a tour of Poland in 1990 after the Berlin Wall came down. And at that point, I had to fight people off. The Poles were constantly running up and kissing my hand. I was a hero simply because I was an American. Okay, those days are gone. America had a a, a moment of great opportunity where the whole world was ready to listen to Americans, including the Russians, both the Russians and the Poles, because there's this kind of jubilation because communism is over. And what did the Americans do? Or let's put it this way. What did the Jewish uh, controllers of American foreign policy at this time, like uh, Jeffrey Sachs? What did they do? They abused the trust of the, of the Russians. Jeffrey Sachs organized a Jewish looting operation of the Russian economy. Uh, uh, the United States under George uh, Bush, uh, 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 the se- senior, uh, lied to the Russians and said they weren't going to extend NATO eastward. Uh, the United States betrayed every single person in Eastern Europe. By manipulating them, I, I got this straight from the uh, um, Michal Samin, my friend who from uh, Prague, who was part of the Civic Forum, helped bring down communism, uh, a, a, a certified uh, uh, cold warrior in that regard. So he's the the uh, United States, somebody representative. I know it's National Review. It's National Review. I remember it now. National Review comes to uh, Michal Samin and says, we'd like to help out the Czech Republic great. What, what, what do you need? And Mikhail says, we need help with our libraries. At this point, National Review says, no, you don't. What you need is to join NATO. As a matter of fact, you are going to orchestrate a conference and we're going to bring in Margaret Thatcher and you are going to join NATO. Now, how's that? Thank you, National Review. Thank you, conservatism. Thank you, America, for betraying the trust of all of these people who looked up to America as uh, a, an honest broker. I mean, it, maybe it was an illusion then, but it was real. And they, they, the United States pissed away an enormous opportunity to bring about a peaceful world and created the war that we're fighting. That they're fighting right now. It was a disgrace. For uh, a, a, a disgrace, uh, a, a shameful chapter in American history.
6: One small one. Uh, So, uh, thank you. And what's your opinion on Byzantine Catholics and Byzantine Catholic Church? I am a Byzantine Catholic.
0: I attended a Byzantine Mass in California recently. It was a beautiful experience, a different experience, uh, but, you know, uh, it was a great experience. Uh, Priest is a great guy, has a congregation in California. It was there when I was staying at... uh, at that beautiful house in Carmel.
6: Thank you a lot, and may we talk Ave Christus Rex. Thank
0: you.
5: Sweet. All Thank
0: right. you, Barzo. Uh,
6: there you
5: are. <clears throat> we'll keep it stone. We'll do a couple more uh, questions uh, via audio, and then we'll jump to questions in the chat. I guess you guys on Cozy can ask your questions as well as our telegram. All right. Who is next? The modern monarchist. The yours.
4: Hello, Dr. Jones. I just have a pretty straight-up simple question for you. How do you think, in, in your opinion, the war in the Ukraine will play out when it's all said
0: and done? Uh, Russia is going to win the war. There, there's no way that Russia will not, uh, will not defeat the— Well, for, let me put it this way. Russia has already defeated the Ukrainian army. They're dead. They, the Ukrainians lost enormous number, amount, uh, numbers of people simply because of their stupid strategy of just uh, d- throwing people into the meat, throwing soldiers into the meat grinder. This shows you the, the, the attitude. you got a Jew— In charge of the country, who's willing to spend the uh, fight to the last drop of Ukrainian blood. I don't know why the Ukrainians can't figure this out. Some people say he's a prisoner of the Nazis and the Azov Brigade, but that's the strategy. So they lost. There are no Ukrainians there anymore. So the crucial issue right now is you've got. 300,000 Russians ready to move in as soon as the ground freezes. And you've got Jake Sullivan going over there now and saying, uh, warning them that there are red lines. If you cross this, we will send 90,000 troops in, 60,000 Americans and 30,000 Poles. Now, that's wrong. I think it's 20,000 Poles and 10,000 Romanians. But anyway, so what, what does that remind me of? Hey, it reminds me of Vietnam. That's exactly what happened in Vietnam with Lyndon Johnson. We start off with advisors, and then you throw all of these troops in, and it's not—it's not, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. There, the, 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 this is—it's a disaster. My—the I, I, outcome is that Russia is going to win this war. There's no way they can't win this war. The question is, are they going to win it by? firing nuclear missiles and to take out every single NATO base in Western Europe. That's the question. The, Jake Sullivan started this conversation off by saying we want to contain the war in, uh, uh, to Ukraine. Well, then why are you allowing Poles and American soldiers to enter the war if you want to contain it with the Ukraine? If you contain it to simply Russians fighting Ukrainians, that war is over because the Ukrainian, the Ukrainian army is dead. It's over. So th- this guy is talking, either he's stupid or he's, d- or he's uh, a knave uh, because he's saying two contradictory things. If you want to contain the war, don't send American soldiers in there to die because that's what's going to happen. Don't send the Poles in and put the Poles on the altar of empire once again where they can die as they did in the, the Second World War. That's, that's what I see as happening.
4: Well, thank you, Dr. Jones and I hope and pray for the same result.
0: Yes, we need well, to. Well,
4: welcome to Cozy.
0: Thank you. And God bless you. Thank you. We need to pray for peace. You're right. Bye-bye.
5: Okay, let's do, uh, let's do two more here. Uh, Rabbi, it looks like you've been raising your hand for a while. All you, Rabbi. Don't forget to unmute.
3: Hey. Hello. Hello. Hey, sorry, can you hear me?
0: I can hear you.
3: All right, sorry about that. Uh, Mr. Jones, I just want to thank you first off for all your work. Uh, I just finished uh, Dionysus Rising. It was great. Good. Um, I was just curious about a quick question. I know how you started off your uh, article talking about how young Catholic women in the 60s and 70s left the faith for sexual promiscuity, uh, and in turn took the sacrament of abortion. You know, obviously, the Satanistic sacrament of abortion. Um, and then you led into like modern politics about how, like, we have Fetterman winning in Pennsylvania, who's complete, you know, brain dead, Bra- brain damage. So yeah,
0: literally. Pollute.
3: So I guess my question is, as a young Catholic convert, um, how do we as Catholics retake our culture and our society when we can clearly see like statistically, you know, I'm Gen Z, we're like 39% LGBT and we look at people around me and my siblings voting for people like this. How do we effectively take back our culture? Thank you.
0: Uh, You, uh, as a Catholic, have uh, spiritual resources at your disposal that uh, you can make use of. First, to bring your own life under control. That's the first step you have to take. Uh, That means uh, controlling the sexual passion, which is strong when you're young, and channeling that desire uh, into another person. Uh, finding a person. And so uh, uh, that will, once you find the person and you get married, you will be launched on life. That's how you enter life to uh, adult life, by uh, becoming married and starting a family. At that point, you will have the concerns of all young fathers. You'll be dealing with, you know, I got to raise these children. I got to earn a living. I got to do this. I got to do that. But during this period of time, you'll be uh, joining with other people, in the same situation, it's going to happen, you know, your wife will take the kids out, and they'll meet another woman, and she's got kids, and hey, we have a lot in common, let's get together. And this this is what happens when you're at this point. And at this point, you have to engage in honest dialogue with these people. You have to be uh, forthright about what you know and what you believe. You don't want to keep your light under a bushel. That's the gospel, what the gospel says. Now, some people keep their light under the bushel because they don't have any light, uh, because they're totally stupid and brainwashed and their minds are are, are uh, darkened by passion. But uh, chances are you'll be meeting other people like you. And at this point, you don't want to uh, basically internalize the commands of your oppressors in the interest of uh, some type of career. You want honest discourse with honest people. If you put those things together, you're on your way. Uh, and then it, it will trickle up, it will spread around, and your example will inspire other people, and suddenly you'll have a group of people. Now it's not just going to be your family, it'll be a group of people that you have a meeting of the minds with, and eventually that will start to have political effects. That's the way it works.
5: All right. Um, let's do, do one more real quick, and then we'll jump to questions from the chat. Lloyd. We always like hearing from lloyd all yours uh hi everyone um uh, can you hear me okay
0: i can hear you lloyd
5: oh good good um i've got a question about um do you think there'll be a black community reaction to what's happening with kanye west and that other guy that slips my mind? and um before we answer that question i just want to say very quickly i just came from uh, helping a lot of people clean a church and i started to talk about this and i said Unity is everything, and I got a 100% positive reaction. So unity is everything. Anyway, please answer
2: the question about Kanye
0: West. Yes, no, you're right. Unity. Jesus Christ never said anything about the Latin mass, but he had a lot to say about unity. Okay? Let's, uh, so, kind, yes, you're right. The reaction is starting. Uh, as you've got people, uh, blacks uh, well, all over the Internet uh, supporting Kanye. Uh, you've got blacks burning Adidas shoes. Uh, It was there, it was there, and it was so uh, obvious that I don't understand why the ADL would ever do something this stupid. Uh, And what I mean by not so much uh, Kanye as the Kyrie story, where they basically, he tweeted something. A basketball player tweeting a recommendation for a movie that is on Amazon, and suddenly it's... it's, uh, Mr. Greenblatt saying, it's the next Hitler. They've got ovens. They're going to put us in concentration camps. He goes completely ballistic over something insignificant. Uh, and what he did in the process was simply wreck the most powerful revolutionary movement America ever saw, which was the Black Jewish Alliance. It had died sort of in 1967. It came roaring back in, uh, uh, when George Floyd died and the Jews collaborated with the NBA, the ADL, the NBA, everybody got on board for Black Lives Matter. And it was the shining hour of uh, Black Jewish Alliance came back like a vengeance. They raised like $40 billion in contributions. And then Uh, Oh, oh, it turns out that the ladies who were running it all bought expensive houses and are starting. Well, they blew up the last remnant of black Jewish collaboration by doing this. I can't imagine why, how, even Jonathan Greenblatt, how can he be that stupid? Uh, There are Lyle Leibowitz in the tablet wrote just an article saying the ADL has to go. It's bad for Jews. It's that bad now. This was such a blunder. So I'll give you my personal feeling about this thing. Kyrie had to be brought into play because what Kanye said was so bad and so devastating that they had to uh, remove it from the headlines. And what I'm talking about is Kanye talking about his Jewish personal trainer in Hollywood, Harley Pasternak, the man who was the personal trainer for the the A-list in Hollywood, not just Kanye. It turns out that he is threatening Kanye to have him shot up with drugs, institutionalize it, and prevent him from uh, seeing his children ever again. Well, this is really dangerous stuff. I mean, this is really powerful stuff compared to the Irving stuff. Uh, And I think that's why Irving uh, – Kyrie was brought into the play, to distract everyone, because there's more to this than meets the eye. We're going back uh, to – Early Hollywood, not early Hollywood, middle Hollywood, the 1950s. Back to Marilyn Monroe. What was the Jewish personal trainer called in the 1950s? He was called a psychiatrist. And this uh, Mr. Greenson was uh, Marilyn Monroe's psychiatrist, and he shot her up with drugs. Uh, he was the one that gave her the pills, and he may have killed her. There's, you can find that on the Internet. There's uh, plausible claims that he basically killed her. Well, suddenly we got this whole specter of literal—I mean, you know, I've been talking about Jewish control. Now it turns out it's much worse than even I suspected. I'm not a Hollywood A-lister. I know that comes as a surprise to a lot of you, but I'm not. And I'm not a billionaire. But it turns out that all of these black billionaires had somebody like Carly Pasternak ready to shoot them up with drugs— Uh, if they crossed them. And we're not talking about just normal drugs here. Harley Pasternak is on a video talking about how he's working with the Canadian psychological warfare operation. And he says specifically on that, I have access to drugs that most people, that are more powerful than most people uh, can get on the market because I have a military clearance. Well, hey, this is big. I mean, this is really big, and I think that was the whole purpose of the Kyrie thing is to to shut down any talk about that. Because now we're talking about they shifted the narrative to this black Hebrew Israelite thing, and basically that took us off off the track. So I think that's what's happening. Yeah, they blew up. It's like blowing up the pipeline. Except that it was it was be if Germans did Germans blow up their own pipeline? No, but Jews blew up their own uh, operation. They blew up the Black Jewish line. Not Jews. It's the A.D.L. Jonathan Greenblatt is responsible for blowing up the Jewish pipeline, uh, and uh, the Jews are upset. And I don't know how he can stay in office. But that's it's coming out that the A.D.L. is an enemy not only of uh, people like me. It's the enemy of The average Jew whose interest now, because of this, because of what Greenblatt did to Kyrie, uh, the average Jew walking around in Brooklyn is going to be more likely to be attacked. The average Jew, uh, if he gets on the subway, is more likely to to be pushed on the track by some lunatic black guy. This is the net result. Once again, we have the big Jews offering up the little Jews as sacrifice to their big plan, which is basically to... To rule the world.
5: All right, uh, thank you much, there, Lloyd. Um, let's uh, let's jump to uh, the chats, get a couple of these down, and uh, we'll try to be quick here. All right, see, James. Uh, we basically answered that one. Uh, Don Sella question, Doctor E. Michael Jones, can you please talk about the importance of helping people? recover the virtue of fortitude in these times and how it can be best to do so?
0: Fortitude, which means that you, you persevere under persecution. Uh, you practice, you do it by, by doing it. Uh, the source of, so it's a virtue. How, how do you get the power to, to practice virtue? How do you get the power to be virtuous? you make use of the sacraments because they are the source of grace uh, and we can't uh, we can't we can't do without this i'm talking we Catholics if you're not a catholic you should join the catholic church because you will gain no matter who's pope no matter how many jesuits are running the vatican uh, the sacraments are still the source of grace in this world that jesus christ himself created and they're still valid and they're still there to help you so that's the way you uh, pr- and, and they will, every time you act, practice out of uh, uh, the ver- act, you act with fortitude, you're strengthening yourself and you will be more likely to act that way again.
5: All right, uh, let's see, let's get some from Cozy here. Um, from 45 pound plate respecter, why are liberal Jews predominantly anti Israel?
0: There were two uh, ideologies in the Pale of the Settlement. They were competing ideologies. They are were Jewish nationalism, which is called Zionism, and there's Jewish internationalism, which was called communism. So they're antithetical. Do you believe that you are the super race and you want to just you know, f- work for your tribe, then you become a Zionist? If you believe you want to you have a commission by uh, uh, your Jewishness to save all of mankind and, and the working class you become an international. It's like oil and water. They're never going to come together because they are fundamentally different ideologies. Fundamentally different in their focus. And they hate each other.
5: Alright. Uh, next. Uh, from Bob Hagen. Uh, which book of EMJ's should I buy first?
0: Buy the beauty book. It's the most recent, and then work your way backwards.
5: Fidelitypress.org.
0: Fidelitypress.org. They are. Don't right. go to you know you know the you know the drill.
5: Uh, next, uh, cozy. It's vitality. Asks: Is EMJ satisfied with the answer that Ben Shapiro gave him about fighting the Jewish organizations?
0: No. No, there's an article I wrote on my encounter with Ben Shapiro. It will be in the January issue of uh, Culture Wars. You can subscribe to Culture Wars by going to culturewars.com. But no, it's not a satisfactory answer because he said basically uh, they're not Jews. Well, wait a minute. How can you say that? There is no Jewish pope. There is no Jewish magisterium. This means that when you're talking about Jew, what Jews believe, it's always a question of the majority. Now, obviously, not every Jew is uh, is involved in this. I know he's a Jew. He's pro-life. Now, whether he's sincere about that or whether uh, I don't want to question his sincerity, but there's always uh, the issue of the Jew entering your organization to take it over. Father Hesberg, uh, the great uh, professor. Uh, president of Notre Dame University, who raised more money than you can shake a f- stick at, said that uh, if you let the Jews in, they take over. This is always a problem with any movement, especially the conservative movement and now the pro life movement. Are you sincere, Ben? I, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, but the simple fact of the matter is that you gave the speech was a kind of a, a waste of my time. It, it, you, it was preaching to the choir, and you didn't mention the most fundamental development in right-to-life politics since the overturn of Roe v.ersus Wade, which is the fact that 140 Jewish organizations came out and said that a fundamental, abortion is a fundamental Jewish value. So because you didn't mention that, I had to bring it up in the question and answer period, and you didn't answer it then either. Uh, And so the prompt, the last thing I said was, uh, you know, do you say this to the Jews? Wouldn't it be better if you uh, got uh, – stood in front of uh, an auditorium full of Jewish people and talked to them about this? Because when you come to South Bend, all you're doing is preaching to the choir.
5: All right, another one from Cozy. I'm kind of skipping around here. Um, From Cozy Catholic Gamer. What's the red pill on the Jesuits?
0: The Jesuits uh, were one of the greatest orders in the history of the church. They were heroic in spreading the gospel, would walk into places like Paraguay and learn Guarani and then preach the gospel after they wrote the Guarani dictionary and, and uh, 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 grammar. Watch the mission for a distorted view of that, but it gives you some flavor of what was going on with you know playing a flute and this type of thing. The same. Over the course of the 20th century, The American Jesuits got caught up in the Cold War uh, anti-communist crusade. Uh, They became Americanists, and over this period of time, America changed from basically opposing communism, which was a good cause, I suppose, into being— the gay disco, which is what it is now. So the Jesuits are the main proponents of the gay disco in the Catholic Church right now. As a result, they are a fifth column, which is uh, using Jewish money to subvert church teaching, and they should be suppressed. They should be suppressed for the good of the church.
5: Okay, this, this is a good uh, follow-up from uh, Gen X Catholic. Um, uh, how were American bishops so unprepared for the culture wars in the 60s? Uh, In links to comment, uh, reading your bio about Cardinal Kroll.
0: Yeah, it's what I just said. Uh, Every every Catholic is an Americanist. And basically you choose whether you're going to be a left-wing Americanist or a right-wing Americanist, but every Catholic is a kind of Americanist. And so the bishops were trained in this period. Again, we're talking about the 50s. We're talking about actually the 30s and 40s when Cardinal Kroll was trained. But uh, basically uh, he's a Pole uh, he hated to see Pol- Poland taken over by the communists. He was a staunch supporter of America because America was involved in the anti-communist crusade. And so he basically, they, they, the bishops had an uncritical acceptance of America. And over this period of time, America changed dradi- radically, changed drastically. Uh, and, and they didn't understand it. So they were like the frog in the pot of water that got heated up gradually, and they never they could never hop out. So uh, I talked—I mentioned Cardinal Kroll specifically about the fact that the greatest source of vocations in Philadelphia was uh, Most Blessed Sacrament Parish, and it was being taken over by ethnic cleansing uh, that was—basically uh, blacks were being brought up from uh, South and North Carolina by Leon Sullivan, who was a pawn of the Ford Foundation, and— he he wouldn't he just wouldn't do it he he couldn't comprehend it he he I said well what 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 can you do he said you can't tell people where to live he was tone deaf the bishops were tone deaf to social engineering psychological warfare and all of the things that were busy destroying the Catholic Church they're still tone deaf still tone deaf they still are a day late and a dollar short they can't figure out what's going on uh, another
5: one from Cozy from from Venus. Uh, what is Jones' opinion on Jared Taylor's unwillingness to acknowledge Jewish power and his debate with him?
0: Jared Taylor is to race what William Buckley was to conservatism. He's a commissar, and his main job is to convince you that Jews are white. Uh, and the Jews, when Jews become white, they become invisible, and that's in their interest because then you can't really report on what they're doing. This is, comes out in the debate I had with uh, Jared Taylor. There's a lot of – he has all the standard mumbo-jumbo, racial mumbo-jumbo about IQ and all this other type of stuff. And the whole tenor of the debate changed when I said, Jared, are, are Jews white? Because that's the secret of the American Renaissance. It's to run cover for the Jews. It's to exclude people who criticize Jews like David Duke. Uh, from that circle of people to ostracize people uh, and to, uh, uh, to basically do the bidding of the Jews—it's that simple.
5: And this is a good uh, transition question uh, from Water Bottle Groper: uh, Thoughts on Jordan Pearson being controlled by the Jews?
0: Well, ask Jordan—he's on the wire. I can't, what has I can't he done do lately? Like? Didn't he I have dinner? Didn't he have dinner with? Uh, uh, ben Shapiro and Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, well, what does that tell you? I mean, I haven't had dinner with Benjamin Netanyahu. I went to high school a, a mile away from where he went to high school. We're both the same age. We both grew up in Philadelphia. Uh, why hasn't Benjamin Netanyahu invited me to dinner? I'm having uh, one of the great breakthroughs here. Is now we're having uh, groups of Israelis are talking to me now. Uh, we're going to have a discussion. I'm going to have a discussion with. Uh, Israelis uh, about the Jewish revolutionary spirit. This is a significant breakthrough. This shows the power of Logos. Logos is rising. I'm talking to people all over the world that I'm not supposed to be able to talk to. I got an email today of a, a Jew who told me he became a Catholic because he read the Jewish revolutionary spirit. This is Logos rising. This shows you the power of Logos in this world, and I guess, if you want my honest opinion, this is why Benjamin Netanyahu and Ben Shapiro are not inviting me to dinner.
5: Okay, um, Dr. Jones, it's 6.09 past the hour. Do you want to
0: keep going here, one, or? One, let's have two more questions. Two
5: more, all right, let's see, let me search here. You got any questions, guys? We're just uh, in the chat for Cozy. Or Telegram, let's see if I got any from Telegram. Logos rising, logos rising, that's not a question. I need a question. All right, from Telegram, uh, from Jay, uh, Dr. Jones, are you aware of the theory about the black Hebrew Israelites in the movie Hebrews to Negroes that Kyrie Irving shared on Twitter and which Kanye also seems to support because he referred himself as a Jew in a tweet?
0: Yes, yes, I I am familiar with this. So uh, what you you have here is uh, a group of people who are basically isolated. They have an isolated... I'm talking about the black community. It's kind of isolated intellectually. Uh, You have uh, uh, some blacks are Catholics, okay, but the majority in this country have, uh, you know, storefront churches. Uh, They are not uh, involved in the mainstream uh, of uh, uh, Christianity. Uh, They have these little sects, these little churches. And as a result, uh, they approach the world from a, 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 a approach Christianity in the world from a kind of distorted perspective. So I, I, it's similar to uh, I think it's similar to to Islam. Uh, Islam develops in the in the middle of the Arabian Peninsula. Uh, no, very few people speak Arabic. Uh, the Christianity has come to the Hejaz, which is the coastline along the Red Sea. Uh, the Bible has been translated into Syriac, and the Arabs are kind of listening to this discussion. It's interesting discussion. They talked about um, uh, they talk about uh, uh, the Eucharist, and this shows up in the Quran as a flying table, because they don't have any category, any of the categories necessary to understand what this is about. It's just totally new. It's totally and Semitic languages are not abstract; they're very concrete. And so, again, you don't have a word for logos. What, uh, you know, translate the first three sentences of St. John's Gospel, and you, we lose it because we don't use the word logos. Uh, so the, the new group of people, they're going to lose it. And so I don't know what logos is kind of extract, but I think it's a book. So you have this kind of transformations that are going on here. Well, you got the same thing with this group of people who grow up in a world of white racism. It's true, there is white racism. And if you had one drop of Negro blood in your vein, uh, you not—we're uh, 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 not, we're not white. And so you got these people growing up and then trying to interpret the gospel. And they come across the discussion in St. John, the Gospel of St. John, where Jesus Christ uh, confronts the Jews. The Jews are racist. Uh, they say we have the seed of Abraham, that makes us special. Well, that, that's kind of appealing. I like that idea. Uh, and be, But Jesus says, well, you know, you are not the children of Moses. So now the Jews get into this, the, the, the blacks get into this discussion of who are the children of Moses? Well, it turns out that there are certain Hebrew Israelites who think not only are they the children of Moses, uh, I understand that. No, we're the ten lost tribes. And if you tell me you're from El Salvador, I can say you are from the tribe of Zebulon. And you suddenly have this identity machine that uh, cr- helps these black people overcome this identity crisis. They are victims of identity theft. The, I described this in an article that I'm writing. Uh, the Jews have engaged in identity theft for over a century. How do they do that? By turning the Negro into a paradigm of sexual liberation through things like jazz all Negroes are sexually liberated, this is the Jewish meme, and they were stripped of their identity. So now they're trying to get it back, they're trying to go to the gospel, but the only categories they have are racial categories. And so they say, well, we have we are, have Jewish DNA. Well, first of all, fellas, that's irrelevant. Go read the gospel again, okay? And then you got this conflict here. Like, who are the real children of Moses? Well, the Catholic Church says, Catholics are the children of Moses because they accepted Jesus Christ. In order to be a child of Moses, you have to accept Jesus Christ. That is, I believe that. I believe I am a child of Moses because I'm a Catholic. That means that the Jews are not children of Moses. They are the synagogue of Satan. Uh, They are the the people who uh, killed Christ and they're enemies of the entire human race. When it comes to the black Hebrew Israelites, they racialize this whole understanding and suddenly they're talking about melanin. Okay, if one of these guys is talking about, I forget who it was. I think it was—is it Nick Cannon? Is that one of these guys? Anyway, he's talking about we we demelanated people. What, what, what does that mean? Well, you, it's the flip side of white racism. And now you're saying that your skin determines your character. This is ridiculous. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous when white people say it. It's ridiculous when black people say it. But that's American religion, and that's what it is, and that's basically what these poor people believe, and And they should be brought out of their ignorance, and maybe this will help. Maybe this discussion will help. But uh, that that's the problem. They had this kind of defective understanding based on racial categories, and now— Uh, The Jews who have their own defective understanding of Logos suddenly are colliding, and they blew up their best operation. That's the best that I can explain the whole uh, uh, black Hebrew Israelite uh, issue.
5: Okay, last question on Cozy from Augmented Autist. Uh, Best way to red pill a Protestant on Catholicism?
0: Well, this is my my friend uh, at Harvard had exactly this type of assignment, and he started off by quoting Shakespeare. Read uh, Ulysses' speech in Troilus and Cressida. It's a brilliant speech, and it's really about—whenever Shakespeare talks about Greece, ancient Greece, he's talking about England at the time of the Reformation. And so we have to have— start off with a serious discussion of the reformation in England. We speak English. It's the most important reformation for us. And it was nothing but a looting operation. I think that would be a way to start this discussion. He started, my friend, uh, Father Lang, has started this discussion that way at Harvard. It led to a really, from I just heard from him today, it led to a very fruitful discussion. I think it's a good way to begin that conversation.
5: All right. I think, uh, I think that's it. I think that's our uh, debut on Cozy. Uh, thanks again. I'm Mike Bajakis. I help Dr. Jones with these podcasts. Uh, we're here uh, going to be on Cozy from now on. Every, every Friday uh, at 5 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to Culture Wars at culturewars.com. If you're interested in any of the books, fidelitypress.org. Subscribe to our telegram for the chat. Subscribe to Cozy. Tell all your friends. We've got Gab, Bitchute. All the links are in the descriptions you know what to do. Uh, I guess, uh, Dr. Jones, any last words?
0: Thank you. Thank you for all the new people. Great to talk to you. I hope we can continue this in the future. Thanks again.
5: See you all next week. God bless.